Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Thank you for coming on to the show. My pleasure, Al. Happy to be here. For the people that, uh, there's going to be people that don't know who you are or anything, and uh, so uh, give us a little rundown on uh, who you are and what you do. Well, Al, it's a long story. I'm a, I'm a psychic medium, but I'm also an astrologer, and I specialize in medieval astrology. Uh, the reason being that I found in the testing over many years medieval astrology, astrology to be most accurate, uh, whether that's in understanding an individual's character, their talents, their strengths, their profile in relationships, or even looking at criminal cases and commodity price movements on the stock market, sporting events and things like that. So I combined these different tools with many years of corporate experience to provide insight and to help people. Uh, and that can be an individual that's looking for insight about themselves and their life, their path. It can be uh, a corporation. I do a lot of work with businesses, with investors, uh, even surgeons and psychiatrists. So it's very varied. And you know, I'm very honored, very fortunate, I think, because my greatest passion in life is metaphysics uh, and spirituality. And, and this is what I, I do for uh, my work. So I make my living this way and I feel very privileged to, to do that. That's great. Now, well, well, where did the um, now we've talked to psychic mediums before, but where did astrology come in come into it for you? Well, I I'm very analytical 
Al and I like I like evidence. Uh, you know, when you see when you have a consultation with a medium, for example, you're looking for evidence that your loved one continues to exist on the the astral plane or the spiritual plane. And uh, you know, uh, it, it's mind blowing when you have a good mediumship consultation. You know, I, I'm very fascinated by. Um, psychic art. There's a wonderful lady in spirit by the name of Coral Polge and she used to, uh, she would basically draw a portrait of somebody in spirit and you can see in documentaries about her that uh, her clients would literally then take out a photograph of the person and it would be the same as the uh, the portrait that Coral Polge had drawn, exactly the same, and she'd never seen that person or even knew about that person from the client. So extremely evidential. So although I'm a psychic medium, and as a child I, I used to see my main spirit guide, Arthur, just standing in my room talking to me, you know, he would materialize physically as well as telepathically, I, I decided that in order to help people, I wanted to be sure I could validate what I sensed. But also, I'm very sort of mathematical and analytical, as I said, and so I'm very interested in systems and tools that enable us to decode or decipher uh, a problem or life more generally. And as I researched astrology, starting from the age of about nine or ten, uh, I was fascinated by how accurate it is. And I was fascinated also by the fact that good quality astrology uh, can enable us to understand pretty much anything and everything that's occurring in the world. So uh, now what is the difference between the medieval astrology that you um, work in as compared to the stuff people see in their newspapers in the morning? Well, that's a brilliant question because, you know, when you're looking in the newspaper at a, or a horoscope, there are a number of issues with that. First of all, it's, it's nearly always focused on a person's sun sign. So it, it's, it's looking at the, the sign of the zodiac the sun was in when a person was born. Now that's a, a, an interesting indicator, you know, to understand which sign your sun is in. Uh, is is very is very useful, but it's one very small part of a big and complex picture, and the problem really is with modern astrology, uh, the sort of stuff you see in the newspapers is that it's very watered down. It's often uh, very much the you've got to bear in mind that if you're writing for a newspaper. Uh, the newspaper obviously will have guidelines about how they want that column to be. And they might want it quite watered down. Uh, they might want it to not be too controversial. It's more like entertainment for people, really. So people read their horoscope. It's a bit of fun, a bit of entertainment. But it doesn't really do a good quality astrology and astrologers uh, much use because in terms of demonstrating how powerful how useful astrology is because as i said it's so it's so watered down it's almost uh, useless at times 
And the other factor, quite simply, is that looking only at the sun sign is a mistake because we have to look at all parts of the chart. So, say, give you an example, Al, my sun in my natal chart is a weak planet. I don't have a powerful sun. And the sun in my chart has no, no, has no connection to what's called the ascendant. And it's the ascendant in the chart that describes the individual. My sun is a, a symbol of my father. And, you know, the sun in your chart might be more symbolic of your, your spiritual teacher or your priest. So you have to be very careful because if we just generalize, we get the wrong end of the stick. So... Those columns, in my opinion, are rarely useful and often do a disservice to good astrology. Well, where did they come from? So why is it that they are in the papers and, and running? Like, what, what brought them out to uh, public attention then? Well, I think it's, it's, it's simple, you know, to look at the person's sun sign. It can provide some useful insights because as long as the person's looking at the correct sign it can be helpful but it's it's just not it's not comprehensive enough to be particularly useful um you know i think that in order to answer your question we have to go back and say well what happened to astrology if you go back in time go back hundreds if not thousands of years astrology was very much part and parcel of life. I mean, if you look at India now, uh, you know, the astrology, astrologers, understanding mythology, etc., is part and parcel of everyday culture. You know, I've done a lot of business in India, I've got a lot of clients there, and corporations, for example, will schedule negotiations on dates that are astrologically advantageous. So there are still uh, cultures that are very much aware of astrology and, and metaphysics uh, and that have maintained astrology as part of their, you know, their everyday life. Uh, but the journey of astrology is quite fascinating. This is my opinion, Warren. Really good astrology. Sorry, I called you Warren. That's um, all right. Most people do. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the I was looking at the little symbol for your yeah. <laughs> uh, your show. Uh, yeah. So, as, if you think back in time, you know, kings and queens had astrologers as, as advisors. There's no reason for us to think that you know because we're in the 21st century, we're really smart, and everybody in the past was an idiot. You know, kings and queens, powerful people, protecting their realms, their kingdoms, their wealth. Uh, their their resources, they were using astrology because it was uh, a useful tool. Uh, if it wasn't useful, if it wasn't accurate, they wouldn't have uh, have, uh, have used astrology. There's a great story of, uh, I think it was Tiberius, I think it's Emperor Tiberius, Roman Emperor, uh, and he used to consult astrologers. And if he wasn't convinced by the quality of the astrology, if he didn't think the astrology was particularly competent, he would have them killed. So if you were invited to see uh, Tiberius, you know, you really needed to be good at your job. And there was one astrologer, his name escapes me, but he went to see Tiberius and he gave Tiberius insight that was obviously accurate. And Tiberius said, what's happening with you right now? Look, pull a chart and consider what's going on with you right now. 
And the astrologer pulled a chart. It's called a horary chart. It's the chart um, created at the time when the astrologer is asking a question. And so the astrologer pulled a, a horary chart and said to Tiberius, this chart says that I'm in great danger. Well, little did this astrologer know, Tiberius used to have one of his staff push the astrologer off a cliff, leaving the, the villa or the residence. And, and that's what the chart was showing. The chart was showing that the astrologer was at risk because Tiberius would often have the astrologer killed. And Tiberius didn't do that because he, he was uh, impressed that this astrologer could even pick up that he was in personal danger. And then, you know, you move forward in time and you think of scientific discovery. You know, the, at the time we, we started to really develop our scientific understanding, we really polarized towards science, you know. And if you can't prove it scientifically, then it has no value. And mixed in with that, Al, is the fact that, you know, the church, the Catholic Church outlawed astrology. I mean, there was a pope that was an astrologer. I think it was Leo. Uh, Leopold, I think he was the one that was an astrologer and that became Pope. But originally, the the law, the rule of the Church was that only the only the Pope could consult an astrologer, and it was outlawed. And there's been a lot, I think, in time, a lot of action in time that has dis deliberately discredited astrology because Al, it's so damn powerful, it's so useful that if we gave it to everybody, we would all be empowered. And if you think of the way the world works and the way the world has worked, if you can't, if you couldn't control resources and people, then you you would you lost power. So if you wanted to hang on to power, you had to uh, keep certain things to yourself. Now Freemasonry and many secret societies are very much about astrology. Whether, whether uh, junior Freemasons know it or not, the roles that they play in ceremony are astrological roles. Hmm. And that's that's amazing. So, but uh, so it seems like so many of the major leaders now um, they're not really using astrology, or are they? Well, it, it's difficult to say. You know, I, I don't have uh, insight or evidence showing that our leaders are using astrology. Uh, what I know is that it would be quite risky for. Uh, a leader, a president, for example, to say, oh, yes, I consult an astrologer, because astrology has a bad reputation. It shouldn't have. And we need to raise the awareness of good astrology. I've created a great uh, website called freeastrologyteacher.com, and it teaches really good astrology for free. And the reason I did that is because people need to know the truth. This is a wonderful tool that the that God, the universe, the spirit made available to us. We should be using it for, for good uh, purposes. But, you know, it's well known that Reagan uh, used an astrologer, or Nancy Reagan consulted an, an astrologer, Joan Quigley, uh, very frequently. And there was a time when he was particularly at risk. And uh, he didn't leave the White House, I think, for several months, a few months. Like he stepped outside once, and that was it. It's because they were told by the astrologer that he was at risk. And there was an assassination attempt, as, as you probably know. Um, but apparently, even the timing of uh, flights, you know, when Air Force One would take off, etc., that was uh, determined astrologically, so, so they say. But then if you look at, for example, the Middle East, and the Middle East is very interesting because uh, Babylonia... Um, 
for example, and, and other, other, other civilizations in the Middle East had incredible knowledge, amazing knowledge of the stars and the influence of the planets, the involvement of the planets in our lives, including in the, you know, the, the, the life of a, of a civilization, of a nation, uh, a leader, an individual. And they, they very much used astrology. And um, again, there's been so much shift, so much turmoil in the world that things have changed considerably. But the bottom line, Al, is this. Astrology is accurate. If good astrology, uh, well, well uh, interpreted, is so accurate you can't argue with it. And anybody that says astrology is nonsense doesn't know anything about astrology. If you challenge them and say, "Excuse me, how you know how many years have you spent studying astrology?" Invariably, they've they've not even looked at it. They're just saying that it's nonsense. And really, I challenge those people because to say that astrology is nonsense is like saying math is nonsense. Math just is. Astrology just is. You can't argue with it if it's done correctly. So, so like, now why do you think astrology has taken such a bad name? Is it because of the, let's say, our, our access to it, such as the newspapers? Well, I think it's a, it, it's a complicated picture. Uh, as I said, it's partly our aversion of anything that's not scientific. Although I argue that astrology, well understood and, and well, in, well practiced, is very scientific. But it's, it's partly that shift away from uh, spirituality and faith, etc., towards pure science. But it's also... a in my opinion, a deliberate uh, agenda to uh, to discredit astrology. But then, you know, if you go back a few hundred years, uh, astrology really uh, died down. And again, it was aligned with this time in which we were really exploring science. science. And there's, that doesn't mean that there's a conflict between astrology and science. They, they, they work to, well together just fine, but people don't necessarily realize it. Uh, so astrology sort of lost its, uh, lost its not popularity, because I think a lot of, a lot of the problem was that it was, uh, it was made illegal. You know, if, if you were uh, interested in, for example, uh, spirituality, mediumship, uh, things like that, you would, in England, for example, and other places, you would be executed. So it wasn't safe to openly state that you were, that you were practicing uh, these sacred and, and marvelous arts. So it became dangerous for people. And uh, really... We, we've gone backwards, in my opinion, in many ways. We tend to think as, as evolution, as this process in which we're always moving forward, everything is improving. Well, that, that's not the way it works. It's cyclical, and in some areas we may improve. So technologically right now, we're improving, we're advancing. Will we put all of our technology to good use? Uh, possibly not. Uh, but... It, we are moving backwards in some ways. And in terms of our understanding of uh, wonderful tools like astrology, we've, we've moved backwards. And then the other thing I would say, Al, is that 
people don't generally practice the very pure, very complex, very analytical astrology that the ancients practiced. It's been so watered down by psychology and uh, modern, the modern approach that even uh, professional astrologers can often be wrong because they're not necessarily using the tools that the, our ancients used. Hmm. So, well, you speak of the age, ancients and some of the uh, history. So, uh, where did astrology start? Like, where's where's its roots? That's a really difficult question. It's a fascinating <laughs> question. It's one that I love to discuss. The answer is we don't know. Um, you got to think. Remember that our ancestors didn't have iPads and reality TV shows, etc. They were very involved with nature. They would observe nature. And they realized early on, I'm sure, that we're very involved with the planetary movements. So on a very basic level, the sun rises in the morning and we switch to a more alpha state. We become active. And... In the evening, the sun sets, you know, it goes dark. We, we rest, we recuperate, we sleep, we're passive. That's one of the, the very basics of, of astronomy or astrology. And so they looked at the, the, the stars, they looked at the heavens, and they started to make very clear connections between certain things they saw in the sky and things that were happening on Earth. So, for example... An eclipse was very scary for for people because, you know, when there's an eclipse, the light goes out. And so if you imagine in those days, they, they, they would just see light would just go out. You know, it could be the, the middle of the day, the light would go out. And they saw that as a bad sign. You know, they saw that as God or the gods turning off the light or turning off the energy. And in actual fact, astrologically, you usually find that eclipses in people's charts, even in nations' charts, indicate challenges that are coming. Uh, we Often you read astrologers' uh, columns and they're suggesting that, you know, a certain uh, astrological or astronomical event is really wonderful for everybody. And, you know, but the reality is when you analyze what's going on in charts, uh, eclipses usually are pointing to potential problems, which are opportunities, you know, but uh, the, the ancients, for example, noticed these things and they made the connections. And this, this knowledge was, was passed on and on and on. It's, it was an oral tradition. If you look at mythology, you know, the myths are describing to us the roles that the planets that, and the stars and even the asteroids play. And they tell us it was a way of sharing knowledge of astrology without openly stating that you were an astrologer or without openly stating, here you go, guys, this is all information about astrology. It was wrapped up in myths because it was, it was much safer to share a story, uh, a myth, than it was to say, well, this is the role of Saturn and this is the role of Jupiter and this is what happens when they uh, make these aspects to each other, etc. Hmm. And so now 
you also are into the metaphysics. Now, maybe explain that to to us. Well, I'm interested in the truth, Al. Yeah. You know, the reason I originally started to explore astrology because I found found it fascinating, and I was looking for the truth. I was I was I've always been looking for uh, the truth about how the world how the world works and the truth about myself. So I found that in the studying astrology. You know, I, I was able to learn a huge about about myself, and still now I can look at a, a client's chart. You can see far more of them, uh, far more of the, the the future, far more of their their present state, and far more of their past, i.e., preceding this lifetime. You see far more of that than they do. So we're we're really uh, tapping into very powerful information. But metaphysics, more broadly, is absolutely fascinating. You know, astrology is a metaphysical tool, in my opinion. Metaphy- meta means beyond. Uh, metaphysics means beyond physics. And I I maintain that when we're working with good quality metaphysical tools, we're working beyond physics, or we're working beyond our current scientific awareness. Now, science is a journey. We learn as we go along. We learn. We learned, for example, that the Earth revolved around the Sun, and that the the Sun wasn't revolving around the Earth. We get things wrong. We learn as we go on. We know nothing. We don't even know where we are. We're these little peons on this planet. Where is this planet in our solar system? Or where is our solar system? What's beyond all of this? We don't really know much at all. So I believe in being very open-minded and searching for truth through testing. And for example, when you test at tarot, I mean, tarot, well-practiced, is an extremely useful tool. It can be very, very accurate. And the tarot cards correlate with astrology. Every card correlates with something astrologically, just as numbers correlate with astrological uh, energy. So you can match up a number with a planet and a tarot card and a colour and a musical note. It's one system. They're different expressions of one intricate design. And, you know, I, I say this, Al, people often say to me, well, do you believe in God? I often get asked on radio interviews, do you believe in God? Bear in mind, I live in the Bible Belt in the US. And I, I, my answer is always, you, you can't study astrology in great depth and not sit back in awe of the fact that there must be, there is an incredibly supreme being. There is no way that we could have created this system of astrology. It's not something that we just created. It's something that we observed was true. And we learned about it. We analyzed it. And we use it. But we didn't create it. That's like saying, you know, we live on Earth. We created Earth. We didn't create Earth. Or perhaps collectively we did. Perhaps collectively we create everything. But you you see that there is a supreme divine intelligence at work. And that really we don't know much at all. So how does that apply then with someone with a particular religion? Well, it depends on the religion, uh, but, you know, many faiths prohibit astrology. And again, that's partly to do with control. If you think of the Catholic Church, for example, you know, 
people were told the only the only route to God is through the priest. If you want to speak to God, or if you want to hear from God, you go to your priest. So this intermediary was put in place, and that's partly to do with control. I believe that we're speaking to God every day. I'm not convinced that we listen to God every day. We should. But I believe in using astrology and observing what God put in place for us. I believe that we're listening to God. But, you know, religions and different societies are packed with different agendas. And we're not, we're not free, really. I don't believe that we're free to do as we please, to practice what we want to practice. I still don't believe that we're free. Okay. Um. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux. XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Then what? Uh, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I don't know what to ask. I mean, what do you think we are then? Like we're all controlled? Do you think? I we're we're a a product of our history. We're we're products of our cultures. We're products of our societies, 
our leaders, our rulers, where we are living in this day and age, and hopefully we're doing the best we can, but we're subject to so many, uh, many, many factors that are beyond our control. Even just think of the way the economy works. Well, the economy can wipe you out tomorrow, potentially. Uh, that's not within your personal control. You're not free to, uh, to manage that. And there, there, there are many, many things in our world that are just not right. I mean, in my opinion, to be quite honest, Al, is that good analytical astrology should be taught in schools. Because you can't argue with it. If you look at it properly, you can't say that it's incorrect. And so it just is. And everybody should be aware of it. Everybody should be able to use astrology and other metaphysical tools to better understand themselves, to create harmony, to have wonderful relationships, to do good work in the world. The world would be a much better place if we were really all free to, to do these things. And so um, how is your thought on um, past spirits? So you're a psychic medium at the same time. So you obviously believe that after we pass, we go into a spirit of some sort. Yeah. And you can connect. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so how does that all work in the astrology as well? I guess it must because you're using it. Well, you see, for example, on a basic level in your, your natal chart, you can see the kind of people that will come into your life. Uh, there are ancient techniques that enable you to uh, consider previous existences or life beyond or prior to this lifetime. And really, my belief is that we come into this world with a great history. You know, I am not just a product of what's happened in this lifetime. I'm a product of everything that's ever occurred uh, for me. And I... I'm, I know that we we live before we come to the earth plane. Uh, the physical body is a tool. You know, if you want to have an experience on the physical plane, you need a physical body because you can't be here without one. But if you think of yourself, you are far more than a body. I mean, think of the most powerful thing, really, love. Think of how much you love someone. That's not physical. That 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 that's a feeling. It's within your consciousness. It's it's not something physical. Uh, our conversation is not physical. I'm I'm sharing my ideas. You're asking questions. This is not a physical thing. And if you think of who you are, you're not really physical. You just occupy a body that you manifested in order to be on this plane of existence, to have your experience here on the earth plane. And, you know, the body expires and expiry is a, is a reference to exit spirit. S spirit will exit the physical form because the physical form dies. But I had a very bad accident many years ago, Al, mm -hmm. and I remember lying down, I was on a hillside and the paramedics were yelling at me because I felt really tired 
I'd lost a lot of blood, and I just felt so tired, I just wanted to have a sleep. And they were yelling at me not to sleep. Um, but I just couldn't hold on, I, I just needed to sleep. And so I, I, I all of a sudden saw the white light that people describe, and very quickly I arrived in a place that was just blissful. My relatives were there, there were friends there, my spirit guide Arthur was there, my dog was there. There were many, many other beings that I didn't know, but that I knew. In other words, I didn't remember them or recognize them from my lifetime here, this lifetime, but I knew that they loved me, and I knew that I loved them, and I knew that it was completely unconditional, and I knew, therefore, that I had a bond uh, with those those people or those entities. And it was a very real experience, and I actually passed and was resuscitated three times at different stages and had that experience, and it was just incredible, Al, because it confirmed to me what I what I believed, which is that we continue after this lifetime. Consciousness doesn't die. I wrote a blog recently about a scientist, and excuse me for not remembering his name, but and he's a very well-known scientist, but he's, uh, he's, he's done research, and he, he's saying that consciousness doesn't die. Physical body does, but consciousness, consciousness doesn't die. And then the other factor is that, you know, I've had experiences in seances in which I've been able to have direct conversations with people in spirit and, and record them. I've had you know, an apport, an object dropped through the ceiling into my hands, a gift from spirit. These are very real experiences. I, mean, I wear my apport as a piece of jewellery. And so I've had a lot of experiences that have shown me that there's far more to this than meets the eye, and that there's certainly something beyond this physical body and this physical plane. And so, um, then reincarnation, is it that we choose to come back several times, or not? I don't know. I, I think that uh, I, I think that we get a choice. Uh, I, I believe that there are certain things that we need to learn on the earth plane. And I believe that if we failed to learn what we needed to learn in order to grow, then we have to repeat those experiences. You see that a lot in, in, with clients. So you'll, you know, you see a client that has a particular relationship profile in their chart, and you know, you say to them, well, these are some of the dynamics of the sort of relationship you manifest, and. You know, until you understand this and evolve beyond it, you'll create the same thing again and again. So you do, you meet somebody that's had a bad relationship and then they get into another relationship that's almost the same. Uh, or you see people often repeating themes between themselves, their parents, repeating that theme with a partner. You know, an abusive parent turns into an abusive partner and things like that. And again, I don't believe that we move beyond those things until we've mastered the lessons. And, and so I think that uh, as we, we transition to spirit, we don't just become perfect when we go to spirit. You know, we, we're just passing. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, another birth, you know. There has to be death for birth. Right. Uh, you think of the you know, mother, a mother having a child, well, her body as it was dies you know it's never going to be the same and 
her life is never going to be the same. She now has this responsibility, this child. Her, her, she, she's, she's changed something huge in her world, in her experience. And I think that, you know, something has to die for something to be born. And I do remember, I have a, an audio file of Coral Polge in spirit speaking to me. And she said, Steve, my new birthday, uh, on, when, on, when I had my new birthday, and she gave the date. Uh, and my new birthday is, da, 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 and she gave the date. And I look, I did some research, and I found that that was the date that she passed. That was the date her physical body died, on which her physical body died, and she entered the spirit world. She described that as her new birthday. It's a new beginning. And we have a, a, an ancient saying or expression uh, in astrology, which is, uh, you know, the, the, the end is in the beginning. And if you look at the cusp of the fourth house in a chart, it describes the beginning, but it also describes the end. Right. Wow. And, and so what about the, uh, have you come across a negative spirits or people, or yes. as they say, demons or anything like that? or? Yeah, I think the lot, lot, you, you only have to, I mean, even before we consider spirits, just look at the world. Yeah. You know, look at this, this dreadful situation with ISIS in the Middle East and, and many other dreadful situations, you know, Boko Haram, terrorists in, in, in Africa, in Nigeria. Uh, you know, that there, are, there are just terrible problems all over the place. It's very clear that there are good and bad people. You know, there, there are people out there that are bad, and you see it in the natal chart. So you take the chart, and I do a lot of, of criminal uh, work. I mean, I'm not a criminal myself, but, uh, but I, uh, I do a lot of work providing insight into uh, criminal cases like murder cases, because you can really see the circumstances of a, of a murder and the kind of person that would have been involved, what was going on, etc., through the astrology of the event. And uh, it's pretty clear that there are some nasty people out there in the world. There are also wonderful people out there in the world. It's a mixed bag. Uh, now, when Hitler died, he had to go somewhere. Right. So the spirit world contains all manner of entities and yeah there, there are definitely some negative entities out there I've done quite a lot of work with poltergeist cases and uh, even you know people that are very negatively or adversely influenced by certain types of spirits uh, that does it does occur it's very real I mean, you know, ask the Catholic Church about it <laughs> so now you offer a lot of services so what would what would someone uh, get if they booked uh, an hour with you? Uh, like, what kind of um, what's different about what you do as compared to just a psychic medium that they find? Well, I, I, for example, I find that mediumship is is very important. You know, it's very healing. If somebody has a relative or a friend, a loved one that passed a spirit, they want evidence. They want to know, is my person okay? You know, is my dog okay? You know, is my, does my dog continue to exist? They want that evidence. And if we can provide that evidence, we're, we're offering a wonderful service. 
And I think that, you know, if you have a, a consultation with a, a good medium, uh, uh, then and you, you, you just get good evidence from spirit. That's well worth it. It's well worth it. It's worth a lot. I find, though, that once I've shown a client that their loved one still exists, they feel relief. It helps them to move forward, but then they they start asking questions about themselves and their lives, you know. And so I include I have a I have different readings. I have one which is purely channeled, in which I don't speak to the client. They they have a channeled recording uh, that is relevant to them, but they're not involved in it. I have a consultation that is purely astrological, in which we're Ask, we're answering specific questions that the client has about themselves. So they might ask about their, the, you know, the, the boyfriend or the girlfriend. Is this the person that I'm going to spend my life with? We see all of that astrologically. We see how long it will last. We see how it will be. We'll see what happens afterwards. We can see what happened before. So we've got many tools at our disposal. But I, I, I also uh, do a lot of consulting work looking at sporting events, for example, who's going to win this match, who's going to win that match. Uh, you can even look at commodity prices and movements in commodity prices. It's fascinating. Uh, I do a lot of profiling work as well. But I think to answer your question, I, I would say well, my objective is to give the client what they need. You know, if the client wants to ask about, has five questions or six questions uh, about themselves, their life, people that they're involved with, then my objective is to give them very accurate and useful, validated uh, insight that helps them with whatever they're, they're dealing with or choosing to focus on. Hmm. And so they can expect anything, like um, in, in a... I'm just trying to think um, what would what would they expect out of an astrology consultation as compared to um, typical um, I'm not saying that right so if they come to you for an astrology consultation what's different like what are you giving them well I think that the what well, might it's very helpful if I say this if you have for example a purely channeled consultation you know you're going to get what spirit want to share with you if you have uh, an astrological consultation with me then I will ask you what you want to know about because it's funny because sometimes a person will say oh can you just tell me everything and I'll say well I could but you know do we really want to spend here for the sit here for the rest of time you know, because we have so much information available, we need to choose a focus. You know, I can't run through your whole life in an hour. Um, it, it, so we try to use a, choose a focus. For a client, sometimes a client says, you know, I'm just here to receive what you, you want to share with me, Steve. I, I'm not going to pigeonhole this session with my agenda or questions and I like that because it enables me to really cover what I feel is important for that person so I'm looking specifically at what's going on with them uh, energetically uh, unconsciously uh, completely and I'm 
choosing to uh, share information with them that I think is most pertinent or most important. One thing that's very interesting is that people often uh, book an appointment for one reason, but actually they're here for another reason. So, for example, well, take an example of a person that, you know, they, they want to know about the love life. So they book an appointment because they want to ask questions about the love life. But I look at their chart and think, oh, this person's seriously ill and doesn't even realize it. Well, I have to be very careful how I handle that because I'm not a doctor, but I am able to make suggestions to them about certain things I think would be valuable or important for them. So often the reason that they are here is not the reason why they think they're here. It's almost the higher self, the unconscious self that led them here for a reason other than their conscious reason. And do the consultations have to be live, or do, can you do them over the phone? Or I've got I've got clients all over the world, and I, I I'd say ninety percent of my work is by telephone. You know, so I use telephone, I use Skype, um, I use FaceTime. I, I work in many different ways. Some people have a lot of clients, Warren, that are, for example, a, a client that's involved in an important lawsuit. They they sometimes ask for the, month, the the contact service that I offer, which is that I'll be available for them through that month, you know, by text or by short telephone call here or here and there or emails and stuff. I can, you know, work with them throughout that process. So it really depends what the, the client needs. My objective is to help people, Warren. Honestly, I, I believe that uh, we are here to grow and to be of service. And so my objective is always to do the best I can with the time I have to assist the, the client. And what kind of influences do you have? What, what kind of uh, things that uh, in life influence you, as in other music or work or readings? Oh, what are my interests? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well... I I have a wonderful partner, and I'm very lucky to have a great relationship. I've I've struggled a lot in relationships in the past, and I'm, I'm in a wonderful relationship that I very much enjoy. And I have three beautiful cats and a wonderful dog, a chocolate Labrador called Jimbo. I I love spending time with them. I my honestly my greatest passion is learning. And so people call me a workaholic, but I just love my work. I mean, I, I don't find much out there in the world that interests me more than metaphysics and spirituality. So I'm nearly always involved in uh, my astrological research. I do a lot of research work. I love to write. And uh, I wrote a book about uh, James Holmes, the uh, the killer, uh, I don't know if you heard of the, or you remember the Batman shooting in Aurora, Colorado, the, right. the James Holmes case. I wrote a book about him because his astrology shows who he is and it showed what would happen and it even uh, included the names of people that would be, uh, be killed. Uh, so I do a lot of research work, a lot of studying. I'll, I love to cook. 
I like nice food. I, I love my family and I have some wonderful friends. I like to travel when I can. Uh, I love yoga. I like to work out and I love really good yoga as well. I find that so beneficial. And, you know, the, the regular things, I guess. I watch the odd bit of TV. I like documentaries. I'm very interested in politics. And I do a lot of uh, an analysis that relates to politics. And I like red wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good thing. Yeah. Always, always. In moderation, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, now, how do people uh, get a hold of you? And uh, get if they want a reading or if they want to consult with you, how would they do that? Well, I, my telephone number is 865-456-4271. It's a U.S. telephone number. And I have a number of websites. My main website is stephenframpton.com. So it's Stephen with a V. And then Frampton is F-R-A-M for Mike, P-T-O-N-November.com. There's loads of, of free information on there. Um, I put blogs on there. And uh, if people subscribe to my site, they can receive my blog straight into their inboxes. And that's where people are able to book appointments as well. But I have other websites. And one of them, as I said, is freeastrologyteacher.com. That's really cool because, you know, they, they say that nothing's free in life. But mm. it's not true. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you very much for a great interview, and um, um, I hope to have you back sometime. I'd love it. I've really, really enjoyed interacting with you, and uh, I'd like to know more about you in future, and I'd be very open to speaking with you anytime, whether it's on the show or privately. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. The mission has been completed. The end. By George, he's got it. It is the end. I'll see you. This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back 